BDNG podcast. My name is Tina McKenzie and I am the Education Development Lead for the BDNG. I hope you enjoy listening to the BDNG podcast and find them beneficial to your practice. These podcasts are sponsored by Amaral. Amaral has no influence over the content of these podcasts. Happy listening! Hello and welcome back to the BDNG at Harrogate. My name is Ashlyn Cleary and I'm a clinical nurse specialist in dermatology. And today I am with my co-host as usual, uh, Emmanuel Tony. Hello. And today we are speaking to Demi Davies about her journey into dermatology. So welcome Demi. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about who you are and how you got into this amazing specialty? Lovely. So thank you for having me. My name's Demi. I'm one of the clinical nurse specialists from the Dudley area, even though no one's ever heard of it. So um, I've just come to talk to you a little bit about how I ended up in dermatology and how I got where I was. So I found dermatology, I think like most people, by a little bit by accident. Um, so before dermatology, I worked in a um, skin high dependency um, unit predominantly doing burns, trauma, plastic surgery. Um, so my only real dermatology experience was more um, widespread pemphigus vulgaris that acquired acute care, TENS reaction, Stephen Johnson syndrome. So that's sort of acute dermatology, but I didn't know much about dermatology as a specialty, just the, the few acute cases I'd looked after. So then I went on to do a postgraduate course in um, burns plastics. And as part of that, I had a big unit on skin cancer. So normally all the skin cancer I'd had worked with was when the skin cancer was removed and we reconstructed it. So I did a lot of skin flaps, a lot of um, limb reconstruction, but I'd never really seen the, the, the before, I'd only seen the after when we were starting to recover. So as part of that plastic module, I had a whole um, section on skin cancer and it was really, really interesting. So with my skin cancer module and then the a bit of acute dermatology I had, when I saw the opportunity to apply for a CNS job, I just thought, well, let's let's just do it. What's, what's the worst that can happen? So I was really fortunate in that I got the role as a clinical nurse specialist. So now my main focus is on inflammatory conditions and biologic and systemic treatments. And then I've recently just started doing the acne osteotretinoins. So when I first started, it was so overwhelming. Dermatology is such a big speciality and there's so many different steroids and there's so many different names for everything. And initially I was a little bit overwhelmed. So what I started off doing is I just, there was a consultant, um, Dr. Abdullah, if I'm allowed to name him, um, he was absolutely amazing. He sort of took me under his wing. I started shadowing him in clinics and he was showing me absolutely everything so what I did is I got to know one of the big old address books that apparently no one buys anymore because I had to search high and low for this address book so every time there was a condition I'd like go to the A section and put pictures in and all that sort of thing so I ended up with this really odd scrapbook um, and that's how I started to learn all the dermatology conditions so that made it a little bit less overwhelming so once I'd seen it once I put it in my book and then if I saw it again I'd be like I've seen this like go to whatever section I needed to and then I started to do all of the courses on the BDNG. So once I got the job, I applied to be a member. And then I started to do all the courses because it's, it's little things like I'd never dealt with, like steroid creams before. Everyone knew that there was, but trying to understand what was mild, which was the moderate ones where you... And then in dermatology, in acute setting, they, they use them a little bit differently than how maybe the GPs and things would use them. So it was learning that. So all the BDNG courses was really, really good. So then once I'd... Um, started to to understand 
the the basics of um, some of the dermatology conditions, some of the topical treatments. I then started going to um, some of the the drug courses um, that they put on the evening events, the weekends events. And then I was really fortunate in that there was one nurse, I don't know if I can name her, but Nikki, and um, one of her um, medical scientists who taught me um, absolutely everything behind the immunology, how to look after people with eczema, how to look after people with psoriasis, how to do all the assessment tools, their little tricks um, on how to make sure I get it right. And then from there, I started to build up an image of the immunology. There was a few times where when they was explaining the immunology, they're like, are you understanding? I was like, you lost me at this bit. Let's, let's go back and do it again. Mm-hmm. But after after enough, when I really got it, I, that made it a lot easier to apply it to the biologics, the JAK inhibitors. So then once I understood it, and I, I did have to go through the eczema one, I think twice before I was like, I don't understand it. But once I got it, it made doing the biologics and systemics a lot easier. And then I was really fortunate. I was given the time to start building my clinics up. So I predominantly do the... Um, long-term conditions in the acne clinics and I love it I've got my patients on my caseload that are some are doing really well and they're like I don't really want to see you this often and then I've got the other ones that are struggling but we're working towards getting it so then when we when we make a little bit of progress everyone's really happy and um, it's really nice to be a part of that so my plans going forward are that um, I'm hoping to do my um, non-medical prescribing course Um, so that means my clinic can just run a little bit smoother and it means that the patients can be accessed the treatments a little bit quicker so like when I do the baseline checks and give all the information out when they're ready I can just start it instead of having to pass the all the information over and and things like that so that's my plan going forward just so everyone and all the patients can access all the medications a little bit swifter so yeah and then hopefully I will once my prescribing's all done I'll probably hopefully move on to the next thing which will be a, a master's hopefully Wow, it actually sounds like you started in the deep end rather than <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> you know, in the absolute yeah. acute phase um, on the invasion ward, so in, on the burns unit. Um, so, how did you find then transitioning into that role? Do you are, do you work in a team with multiple CNSs? Were your managers supportive, especially you know when you? Although you do have that knowledge coming from the plastics and burn side, not having, I suppose, the fundamentals to dermatology, as you said, was it was a big shock. It, it was a big shock. And I think I felt because I'd come to a unit of very experienced nurses and these nurses had, had been doing it for years and they were they understood it. But sometimes I'd feel a little bit like hesitant and a little bit silly to ask the questions because like, what, what kind of steroid is this? They, they've known that and they've known that for years. So. Part of me did feel a little bit like I should know this, but everyone was really supportive. When I first started there, there was unfortunately the last CNS had left and then I'd started. So there was a little bit of gap where there wasn't a CNS for me to go to. So I think everyone, my managers were really supportive or the doctors realised that because there wasn't a CNS for me to learn from all the, especially some of the registrars and this consultant, they all really chipped in to sort of, worked it was sort of a village to train um our cns is up and then not long after i started we got another cns who was very similar to me we were both she'd been in dermatology um for a little bit longer and she'd got the job as a cns so the two of us together and um, sort of figured it out together really we were both learning as we went along so um they're very good at the acne for example and i'm um i understand the biologic so we sort of help support each other so she's been 
amazing with helping me set up my Ackley clinics because hers are so good. So we've sort of worked together um, like that. So it's just the two of us, us CNSs, but we do have a lot of support. And I think that is very good. And we get given the time to to learn it as well. So I did do a lot in my own time. Um, I used to go to a lot of meetings. I used to try and take some of the work home with me. But I did get a lot of time at work to to shadow doctors, to have some admin time, really read the resources I could do. So I was very fortunate in that aspect that I started off very, very new, but I did get given the time to, to learn it. I think also what, what kind of your, your journey so far exemplifies to me is that there is a good place for pharmaceutical companies to assist with learning and development. Uh, you mentioned a medical liaison from a pharmaceutical company that, that helped you in your career. I think that shows just that, you know, medical liaison teams can sometimes really help be complementary to the ner- the education that BDNG provide, because you mentioned also the, the e-learning. So there'll, there'll also be nurses that are managers listening to this. What have you found most kind of supportive and helpful in uh, your career path that has brought out the best in you that you think other people could learn from? I think the main thing from um, what my experience is just um, the time and the support. So I know everyone's under a lot of pressure, there's staff shortages and the doctors are really busy in their clinic. But if you can find like a doctor or a registrar that that you have a good rapport with, try and talk to your managers and find time to go and, and shadow their clinics and ask lots of questions. Um, and sometimes managers, it's, it's harder when there's, there's pressures and things. Um, But to some of the managers, if you can spare a member of staff that's interested in skin cancer, maybe let them go and shadow a a rapid access clinic or go and see if they can spend a morning with one of the CNSs and see what their work's doing. Just try and give give people the time to to really facilitate what they're interested in. Because people might actually, once, once they've sat in and said, actually, maybe this isn't for me, but this is it's giving people the time and the support to, to figure out what they want to do and learn it because I didn't just start this job knowing everything I was quite my dermatology knowledge was very specific I think but because I got given the time and I got given the work colleagues that wanted to teach me and gave me the time to learn it, I think that's allowed me to in a pressure-free environment just know what I needed to know and then I've taken that and applied it to clinics so I think no one just knows it you've got to give people the time to learn it and figure out what they like and what they're interested in so I think that's probably the main thing just time and support I know that's sometimes hard on a busier unit but if like once a week maybe there's someone free who is interested in inflammatory skin conditions maybe so do you want to go and help with that clinic or see if they need any help give people the opportunity to learn it and I think one thing our unit does very well is we get invited to a lot of um, courses and what we get links to webinars and things. And I think what we're very good at is if one person gets invited, check and say, is, is, is it open for more people? So we try and get everyone, everyone involved. Absolutely. Open up the ladder to the rest of the team, bring the team with you because it elevates everything, you know, everybody all at once. And then that can improve practice. That's, that's such a good point. Thank you. And even like today, um, I don't know if your um, whole team are here at the BDNG, but if they're not, you're able to bring back what you've learned from the conference to your own team. So I think that's really important. If if any of us get the opportunity to go to uh, an external event by yourself, it's it's how you relay that information internally, uh, something we sometimes forget. Um, like where I work, we have a 
an educational forum where uh, once every two months uh, we kind of make sure that there is plenty of talks um, and that's a point where we would encourage staff to share new insights in what they have you know experienced or learned um so uh, a separate question you mentioned that your next journey is to do a master's have you any idea what route yet are you still in the preliminary stages of figuring that out so um initially i'm gonna try and look at doing my prescribing course but i am doing it at a level that hopefully can be used with a master's um because the prescribing i needed to help with my clinic so that took priority Um, and i'm still really looking at the masters because i'm not really sure what's the best direction to go what's going to help what maybe wouldn't be as helpful and just figure it out and i think there's very there's not as many masters as i thought they there might be when i was looking and they're not always um as close to home as you would maybe look at so i think i'm just looking at the moment i think it's really good at conferences like these so you can ask other nurses like where did you go what was your master's good like how did you find it so you can ask other people who have done it because i think they're the, the the best people to ask absolutely i think you're doing abs- networking you know it's the most important thing that uh, i know that i found really helpful in my career at times when yeah. i'm stuck to reach out to my colleagues around the uk so yeah you're doing absolutely the right thing any take-home messages? I know you've obviously covered quite a lot, but if you could just summarise one or two key points. I think the take-home message I would probably say from my career is I saw a, a job opportunity that I maybe wasn't, I didn't necessarily fit necessarily all the criteria, but I was prepared to to learn to do it. So maybe just take a chance, like what what's the, the worst that can happen? Even if you're not successful, you can take away why you wasn't successful and then change it and I think don't be afraid to ask questions I think the reason I'm at the BDNG at the moment um was because I was at arena and I was asking questions and I made all those those links and I think if there's something you're unsure about when because there was a lot I was unsure about just ask because you'd feel a lot less necessarily silly at the time asking but then if years down the line you're still not getting it it, it it's a lot worse I'd say at the time you may feel a little bit silly but it's worth asking just so then once you know it it won't make everything else quite so difficult so once I knew the immunology behind biologics now all the biologics don't seem so scary whereas if maybe if I stuck with my gut and thought oh mate you're not really getting this I probably would have not been as successful with my clinics because I would be like oh I don't really know but I'm, I'm too scared to ask just just ask fantastic no absolutely I, I right i completely yeah. agree with yeah. you there yeah definitely there, no question is a silly question but i would actually add even if you're 10 years in the job sometimes you things ask can questions, go over your yeah. head you yeah. ask questions or you research and then don't tell anyone <laughs> yeah so thank you very much for your time it's been so insightful and i really do hope and think people listening to this will, will take away some some important lessons so thank you thank, thank you, you so much me. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For further information on the BDNG, visit our website bdng.org.uk and watch out for the next BDNG podcast, which is coming soon.